With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in to the KSR Football Podcast presented to you by Justice Dental. Full house tonight as we celebrate a third straight Kentucky football win over Florida and take a peek ahead at a matchup against the top-ranked Georgia Bulldogs coming up this Saturday. Uh, man, I don't know about you guys. Oh, wait, the other exciting part that I keep forgetting, J.J. Weaver is going to be on the show later too. So we got we got, we got, a, we got a lot of stuff happening. Uh, we got a road trip to Cathens later this week. I'm I'm fired up, Drew. The the like, there's just so much happening. I feel like the the last week it's just been like, and then just in the meantime, like Ray Davis just scored another 50 yard touchdown against Florida. <laughs> there is a lot going on, but nothing more important than two undefeated teams in Athens. And I am so jealous of you, Adam Luckett, uh, Stephen behind the camera, that you get to go down to that atmosphere. It's gonna be gonna be a hell of a time, and I hope you all bring home a W. I'm very excited even though I'll be stuck here in Lexington. Eh, I think it'll be a good place to celebrate, right? Because we're going to be celebrating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of celebrating. Uh, uh, before we just relish in the Florida win a little bit more, want to drink it up, really want to enjoy it. Um, you can't really enjoy it without a smile on your face. I know you all were smiling ear to ear. Thanks to Justice Dental and Kentucky just beating the crap out of Florida. Uh Justice Dental today, it served as a reminder that I need to call my dentist, and you should call Justice Dental today. Like you, you should have already done that. 859-543-0700 is their phone number. They've got two convenient locations in Lexington, one on Blazer, one on Wellington. Veneers, implants, uh, cavity fillings, cleanings, x-rays, they're your one-stop shop for all your dental needs. Justice Dental will hook you up so that make sure you're smiling from ear to ear when the cats are whooping up on the number one team in the nation this Saturday. Uh, uh, before we talk more about Kentucky versus Georgia, though, Freddie, what's your favorite part about watching Kentucky beat Florida? Because I got so many. It's so hard for me to just, like, exhale and just drink it all up. What, 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 do, what do you like most about watching the cats just kick Florida's ass? Because that's what they did Saturday. They kicked Florida's ass. Well, you have to credit Florida. They had a really good punter. So uh, that's one thing they did well. I guess for me, it's just seeing the line of scrimmage, man. I mean, that's – Kentucky was the overwhelmingly better team up front on both sides of the football. And that was fun for me to watch because for years, you know. And, and, and I take I take pride and I take enjoyment from it because my team started that ugly streak, right? So – I felt responsibility in that. And uh, to see where it's come today, the line of scrimmage is, is, is where the SEC games are won and lost and see Kentucky being that much better than Florida on both sides. That was my, uh, that was my big uh, pleasurable takeaway from the game. How many times has Kentucky ran for 300-plus in the series now, Luckett, in the last four or five years? I mean, it's kind of become a habit. That's twice, 2018 and then this year. Um, and then, then 2019, 2020, and 
last year they ran the ball well. I mean, even last year's team, they couldn't run the ball worth a lick without Chris Rodriguez, except for the second half against Florida. <laughs> so it's kind of a get right spot for them. But I, I'm with Freddie. I think just it was a point of attack domination. Uh, I joked on rap reaction like Jeff Ruby should be renamed Zach Ginzers. Like that was they felt like the big blue wall was back on Saturday. Like they own that game and they made they made Florida play like a little uh, bunch of chicken. You know what's out there like Florida wanted nothing to do with them throughout the entire game. And it was it was fun to see. It was very unexpected. And Ray Davis had a great game that we'll talk about forever. But that 75 yard run might as well have been on air. Like it was blocked up. Perfect. O-line, tight end, receivers, and he just ran straight down the field untouched. Um, I think he had one guy got a hand on him. And a lot, there was a lot of runs like that were blocked very, very well. And I think you got to tip your hat to that group. Um, they've they've had to eat a lot of criticism over the last calendar year. Um, things have not gone well, and they're, play, they're playing good football to this point. I mean, Jeremy Flax was like a four-letter word around the Big Blue Nation for a while. Like, he took a lot of crap. And then it's just the last two weeks has been mowing dudes down. SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week, just hats off to him. Uh, my hat's already off, but on, off, back on, back off. Hats off to Jeremy Flax for having taken some pride and really showing us what he could do. Uh, that's impressive. I mean, you know, Drew, it's, it's like not everybody has that. Um, I mean, I, I would have just curdled up in a ball. Right, like I could, how you respond to adversity, it, it says a lot about your character. I could not have gone through what that kid went through, and and then gone out and just punched Florida's teeth in for four quarters. Uh, that was awesome. That was incredible. Yeah, Flax's name was said a lot in the off season. Uh, I think most people expected it to be Cortland Ford on the Week One depth chart. Yeah, they got a dude from USC to beat him out, yeah. and he was like, "Oh no, I got this." Yeah, I mean, Flax held his ground through camp. What you think? Well, maybe as the year goes on. Ford will take it over. They're just giving Flax a chance. Well, the year's gone on, and we're now calling him the SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week, not the second stringer. So it's been huge of him. And the offensive line altogether obviously didn't start well, but since moving Eli Cox over to center, snapping issues have been pretty cleaned up. Jagger's done pretty well at guard. Uh, after how poor that, that line and that big blue wall looked a year ago and being such a big concern coming into this season, so far, I mean, I feel like they've done really well, especially considering you've had to put in a West Virginia transfer in for your most experienced player. Uh, the line's been very impressive. Then it, you cap it off with what they did against Florida on Saturday. Truly unbelievable performance uh, by the offensive line. Oh, man. And Ray Davis, he gave all the credit to them. That was how he opened his postgame presser. Uh, just said, I, I didn't really do much. Okay, 280 yards, four touchdowns, not not a whole lot. Uh, but he was in his bag. William Cohen was in his bag. Uh, Freddie, that's something we've been kind of harping on for a while. Is uh, They've been slow starters um, for the first three games of the season, but in SEC play, they got back to what they were doing well, both starting fast on defense and on offense. Yeah, I went back and looked at the Vanderbilt game a little bit, and, and they were close. And you know, one thing that I came away with that Vandy uh, game is, is how hard the Vanderbilt plays. I mean, they're, the talent is that, it wasn't out of Florida, but they played hard and gave Kentucky a good look. And Kentucky was close. And they just came out. And it, you know, I saw a lot of – I don't want to say perfect. I saw some really well-executed combo blocks. 
saw some traps and pulls and reaches, some things I hadn't seen before. And, you know, especially with Jagger and Eli combo blocking, Flax kicking out, that was that was money on that side. Then then you have to give credit to to Dylan Ray uh, on the other side and Cox because, you know, it, it was both sides of the football. But I saw the combo blocks were, were really, really good, much better. And then when you got that group of tight ends out there, that's three or four dudes that can block, and they really got after it and set the edge and were physical. So, you know, that Saturday was always going to be a fist fight in the phone booth. Kentucky won that, was the more physical team, was the more talented team, and really just beat Florida up for 60 minutes. I mean, it was a straight beat down and fun to watch for me. Yeah, Vandy certainly plays harder than that team I saw on Saturday. That was embarrassing effort from Florida, like flat-out embarrassing. They played soft. They had wanted nothing to do with fitting the run. And Billy Napier was – it looked like his puppy just died in the press conference. And I don't blame him. That was very – that was an embarrassing effort they put in on a lot of the, on a lot of those run fits. And that had a lot to do with Kentucky's success. But you got to credit Kentucky. They made Florida quit on Saturday in a lot of ways, specifically offense uh, – when Kentucky was on offense, Florida was on defense. Uh, they wanted nothing – that Kentucky came in for a fist fight and Florida wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah, I totally agree, Adam. I mean, the effort was all Kentucky. The want-to was Kentucky. And it, it looked like to me that Florida backed down when Kentucky started swinging and landing haymakers. And it made Florida a little wobbly, and they really didn't punch back. And, you know, that's a new development in this series. But, yeah, I mean, it, that's why I said I went back watching Vandy and comparing that effort to Florida. It was like they were playing two different sports, if, if that makes sense. Well, and – a lot of it, it all started with deferring, starting on defense, flying around. And, and really, the the Big Blue Nation deserves some credit, too, because you guys, you all set the tone. You listened to your coach. You were a coachable group. You got out there early. You pounded some beers. Um, you got after it. You got to your seats early. That that stadium was buzzing. That whole, like, it, it's very rare that you get that feeling. And it buzz is the perfect word for it because it's like, it's right there just on the tip of your skin where you're just you're like, oh, man, something big's happening, the energy, the juice. It was there. The team fed off of it. Uh, at one point after the game, Deion Walker was like, there was a couple times where uh, we, we we weren't really ready, but the crowd got us ready. They, they, they fed off of it. So you all did your part. We're going to pay it forward by giving you $100, up to $100 back on prize picks, prizepicks.com. Download the prize picks app. Put in promo code KSR. You're going to get 100% on your first deposit match, up to 100 bucks. <clears throat> Mentioning it right now because Monday Night Football is kicking off in a little bit. You can get in on the action Monday Night Football. Wondell Robinson's a play tonight, only 20 and a half yards. Going to go more there. But uh, whether it's Monday Night Football, whether it's Thursday Night Football, whether it's Major League Baseball playoffs kicking off, all you do is you pick a few squares, you go more or less, Tie them all together in a bow. It's a fun way to play daily fantasy sports. Get in on the action now. Download the Prize Picks app. Promo code KSR. $100. Up to $100 on your first deposit matched back from Prize Picks. A great way to get into the game. Um, ah, man. Fun time right now in the state of Kentucky. Watching the Cats put it on the Florida Gators. And... Um, Excuse me, I'm 
I'm a little choked up. I'm so fired up, Drew. That's uh, I, <laughs> I, I was well in the. I, I definitely did back in 2018. There's there's no denying that. Um, but I remember it last year uh, taking my dad down there to see them go in at um, the swamp, and I, they're really like I don't. It's hard to put into words. Just like the the long suffering fans, like you know that feeling, but to actually be there and see it all happen. And just whoop their ass. Like, I just, I don't, like, it just, it never gets old for me. It never, I just, I, there's just a happiness that is indescribable that I just can't, I wish, it's, it's like, what Mark Stutz has done here has to be his, uh, of all of his accomplishments, giving us this is his greatest. I mean, because I just, I never, I never thought I'd see the day when we'd win this game. And now Kentucky's just putting it on him. I just can't. Uh, it's uh, my job is to put this feeling into words. I'm very bad at it, but I hope everybody appreciates just how amazing this is and how seemingly impossible this felt five years, six, six seven years ago, and now it's completely been flipped on the other side. And Florida fans don't know what the hell they're doing because they're getting their ass kicked every year by Kentucky. For our entire lives, the Florida game. We've been punching up, hoping to just land one and maybe get a knockout. Most years we miss completely and just get our asses kicked. But now to the point, it's they're Iverson stepping over Florida on their way to Georgia like Florida's not even there. And that is just absolutely crazy for everyone here on this podcast, everyone watching this podcast, because we all live that three decades of maybe it's this year, only for it to be over right away because Florida had the, the playmakers – the, the skill players, the muscle, and they had everything. We just were hoping for a Hail Mary. But that wasn't the case last Saturday. Kentucky had everything and bullied a Florida team that, I mean, it's not the Florida of old. And who knows? This is, it's a streak of three right now with Kentucky. But why don't we make it 31? We'll start a little slower. Let's get to four, then five. But we've right, got the streak right. now. But we, we can get to 31. There's, there's, there's well, why, why so. sell yourself short? Uh, but, I mean, like, I didn't even really know Luckett that well when we were down in Athens, Georgia. I guess this was three road trips back. I think this was Luckett's first road trip, and yes. and we're, we get back from a night on Clayton Street and just pop on the TV and it's SEC Network, uh, history of college football or something like that, and just Steve Spurrier pops on the screen and like his PTSD just kicked in and just ah, Steve Spurrier ah, and just like lost his mind. It, 2 a.m. in the morning. That's the kind of grip they had on us. And now, now really, that, that's the best part of their game is their stinking putter. Yeah, two, it's two years in a row where Florida's talking themselves into, like, we're the team in the East that's going to go challenge Georgia, right? Last year, they beat Utah, puffing their chest out. Anthony Richardson is going to win the Heisman this year. They beat Tennessee at home. They're looking at a down SEC thinking, yeah, we're going to go beat Kentucky. You know, we're going to go beat South Carolina on the road, and then we're going to go cocktail party and challenge Georgia. And it's just another reminder that Kentucky's like, hey, to do a dang key, just pat them on the head and said, no, <laughs> not right now. And so mm. it's, you have to savor it. The cool thing for me, guys, is like you see some of their younger fans in this fan base just expects to beat Florida. <laughs> It doesn't really, like, think about it like that. It's just like, oh, we're going to beat Florida. I mean, it, and for us growing up, it was – or for me, at least my generation, I can't speak for the rest of you all. It's just, you know, like, what? I, well, I know one day we'll beat them. It just – I can't wait till the day we'll beat them. And then I think a lot of 
people have a hard time comprehending it. And I think that's what happened this week, Nick. We talked about it. Like when you looked at these teams on paper, if you just put them in different jerseys, different helmets, you would have thought Kentucky was the better team. But I think people got helmet logo this week and it played out on the field. Maybe hopefully next time people don't get helmet logo when these two teams face each other. What just happened, Drew? Sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt. Look at there. He was rolling. Wandell with a catch. Monday Night Football. Nailed it. Got, dabbled with some Wandell props. You just mentioned some Wandell prize picking. Now he's on the screen. A little shout-out to the cat as they get started here. Shout-out to Wandell. Shout-out to Josh Allen getting sacks. Did you Did you see him in Toy Story, Freddie? Did you see Luke up there doing his no, little Toy Story thing? No, I wanted to, and I, I, I couldn't ever figure that figure it out. But, it's a computer thing. Yeah, it's I'm, it's beyond me. But I'll tell you this much. In 2018, the hardest thing about that game was to keep keep the players in the locker room because they wanted every part of Florida, and they knew it. They knew what was going to happen. And you could tell just by, by their actions, how they were walking around, how they warmed up, how they stretched at the hotel. I mean, they, they wanted a piece of the Gators, right? And I think that was the case on Saturday. I, you know, even to the point I think, you know, you, Adam, you talked about the younger fans. These players don't see Florida like we see Florida. That logo means nothing to them. And, uh, you know, that again, that's crazy how this whole thing is, has evolved and turned because, you know, Kentucky's the better program with better players with better coaches right now. And, and that's just the reality of the SEC, and it's fun to watch. Fun to be around. I, I'm glad you uh, you mentioned that, Freddie, because a lot of it is just, I mean, it's coach speaky, but having that edge, I'm wondering if they can replicate that mentality against Georgia. Because, like, like, how many times have we heard, well, Kentucky, they're trying to out Georgia, Georgia, and you can't out Georgia, Georgia. Am I crazy to think that, like, maybe this team might be able to? I mean, it, it doesn't feel that crazy. I mean, offensively, they aren't who they were the last couple of years. With, I mean, who would have thought we'd think of the mailman so highly? But, like, they don't have the mailman. They don't have Munkin. Um, I mean, if they can have that sort of edge, like, I, I don't think Kentucky sees Georgia in that same light either, where they go into that game and they they certainly think they have a chance to win. They certainly believe they can do it. Can can that, can Kentucky out try to out Georgia, Georgia? I think Saturday was a good reminder to everybody. And it was maybe a sign of why people shouldn't freak out um, when Kentucky's winning game by double digits is they are entering every Saturday with a head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator trio that I think you could argue is the best in this conference. I think you can argue it's one of the best in college football. So when you have that, you're going to have, that's a leverage you're going to have every Saturday. And I think that, I think Kentucky's entering this game. I would take their coordinators over Georgia's coordinators. Um, I'm taking Cohen over Bobo, and I'm taking Brad White over Glenn Schumann, even though I think Glenn Schumann's a good, young, rising coach. But that gives them a big advantage, Nick. And you're right. This Georgia team is not the Georgia we've seen. O-line is banged up, specifically the right side. They're having some issues in the run game. Carson Beck, they're asking him to do a lot for a first-time starter. Um, they haven't had Lab McConkey until this week. So they're trying to ease them into the lineup. They had other transfers at receiver. They're trying to bring along, and they last week they they kind of they I don't, they hit the easy button. I don't want to say the panic button. They said Brock Bowers save our ass, you know, 
please save us right right now. And so if you can find a way to slow him down a little bit, and you you're stout up front against the run, you're you're going to be in the in this game. And the defensively, they've taken a step back. Now now not a huge step back. But they're still really really good on defense, but this is not the 2021 defense, and I don't think it's the defense they had last year. And so the, to me, the game's all about can they out Georgia Georgia. I always lean no on that, Nick, but I, I watched that game last year, and this it was like a play or two away from that thing being really, really like a tense situation for Georgia in the fourth quarter. If Kentucky just hits on a play or two, I think this year if they I think they could possibly do that. You talk about a weaker Georgia offense and a weaker Georgia defense. I definitely think there's a situation where they can get in the fourth quarter um, with, with a chance to win, win that game on Saturday, and if they do, there's going to be a lot of pressure on that home team. Oh yeah, the, um, I think Corey Price checked Drew the last time that Georgia's lost a night game. Uh, it was by this little team called Kentucky, Kentucky Wildcats. That's right. If you're trying to get in there too, by the way, um, get in Price right now. Hundred twenty dollars at game time. But if you use promo code KSR, you get twenty bucks off your first purchase. Hundred twenty five, hundred twenty four. Game time app so easy to use. You can just scroll down. And see, like, ooh, that seat looks good. Ooh, I want to check out that seat. This is great. I'm not good at the reverse mirror thing. But see, look, look at all those great seats. <clears throat> Boom. Bam. Thank you, ma'am. Game time app. It's the best way, most reliable way to get your last-minute tickets. So, like, I know, Drew, you are you might wake up with that itch Saturday morning. It's not too far of a drive, like six and a half hours or so. Just the, the air feels right. You might just have to bolt in the car, throw up the game time app, and download some tickets. I mean, I, I'm not a no. Um, I was on game time earlier there looking at concerts, putting the code for the $20. Like I said, it's very easy to use. I was just doing it a few hours ago, and I might use it again Saturday if I get the right itch. Freddie, oh, you can handle pregame show without me, right? If I go to Athens. Uh, yeah, 100%, okay. Drew. Yes. I don't have a lot to <laughs> add yeah, as it is. 100%. You know, I look at this Georgia team. The num- the lot like Kentucky was before the Florida game to me is how I see Georgia. The numbers don't match my eyes, and my eyes don't match the numbers, right? Numerically, statistically, Georgia's, I meant, very, very good, right? I don't think they're a great team. I don't use that term a lot. I think last year's team, Georgia, was great. I think the year before was even great. I think this is a very good team with arguably the best football player in in, in the nation with Brock Bowers. I know folks are going to freak out and say, well, this quarterback, that quarterback – yeah, quarterbacks get all the accolades. But, you know, I look at two players, and Adam, you know, Joe Alt from Notre Dame, left tackle, maybe one of the better. Then Brock Bowers, I think, is the best non-quarterback in, in the country. That's how they beat Auburn. I mean, it was, okay, Bowers, you do the, the Travis Kelsey thing, go turn around, we're going to hit you when we need it, and you make plays for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not, you know, there's, there's dudes everywhere on defense, there's a lot of pros, but – there's not a Jalen Carter I, I don't see. I, I don't see uh, some of the guys that are in the NFL now. So I think Georgia is a, is a beatable team. Uh, I really do. I, I think Kentucky matches up well with Georgia. They did last year, 16-6. to six. I mean, it was a close game. Uh, but it's going to come down. I think the defense is going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But can Kentucky throw the football against Georgia? That yeah. I think it's going to come down because you're not going to run for 329 yards against that defense. I mean, that would be that would be a tough ask for any team. So they're going to have to pitch and catch. 
If they can do that, I think Kentucky's got a shot to take this thing late into the game in Athens and get Georgia questioning themselves a little bit. I think some funny things could happen in this one. But Tyke Smith is a safety, three interceptions. He's going to be a problem for Kentucky. But they got to catch the ball. They got to catch the ball. What, what, I saw something when Leary has the most drops of any quarterback in the country or something of that nature. You know, and it, but, the, but, but the, the offensive line answered the, the questions. You know, uh, uh, the running backs averaged three yards downfield before first contact. I mean, they were getting it done last week. So uh, I like this matchup, but they're going to have to be able to throw a football at some point to win a game. Freddie, I, I agree with you, but also they may not be able to run for 300, but Auburn ran for 220. Um, th- th- that that alone should tell you that this isn't the same Georgia of old. Uh, Kentucky, show, I mean, Chris Rodriguez could run it against anybody except his the, his home state school. I mean, that the last few years, nobody could run against that team at all. So there's at least some opportunities there for Kentucky to create explosives. It's just can they be – somewhat consistent through the year, right? Like, are that, that um, going back to the last time Kentucky was at Georgia, I think Will Levis converted like eight third and longs to Wondell Robinson, right? Where it was just like, when in doubt, throw it to that guy. He's going to go get a first down, right? You you have to, as much, as big as, as good as Kentucky is, as explosives like it, you got to be able to hit some of your layups. And I know that this these players have that capacity within them, they, they just haven't done it. I mean, Devin Leary did this at NC State. Dane Key did it last year. Bayon Brown did it last year. How healthy is everybody? Like, I, you know, that remains to be seen. But we know these guys can do it. So um, just go do it against the two-time defending national champs and in their home stadium. Yeah, we all want the offense to be more efficient. But, like, if you're asking Kentucky to go on 12-play drives to score touchdowns in this game, that's going to be really, really hard to do. Like Kentucky is who they are. They're going to have to hit haymakers and score on or big chunk plays or have big chunk plays create what scoring opportunities, whether it be off defensively getting a turnover in a short field or, you know, huge run or pass play. And so that's really good. That's the game almost to me. It's can how, how does Kentucky go about creating explosives in this game? Um, some of it may have to be by getting that run game going early, so Georgia has to put an extra safety in the box so you can have more opportunities passing the ball. In the past, Georgia hasn't had to put an extra safety in the box. They can play too high because they had, you know, <laughs> big number 88 and big number 99 who are playing for the Eagles right now. They don't, they don't have those guys right now. And so if you can get the run game going a little bit, that's almost as much important to me as just getting that going so you can have some opportunities to create some explosive passes. Um, but that's been the one thing in the series. Kentucky just hasn't been able to score. You know, defensively, they've been good enough to win this game a couple times. But they haven't been able to score. They haven't put true fourth-quarter game pressure on Georgia. To me, it's finding some ways to score and putting some real game pressure on Georgia you know, late in the game. If you can do that, then they're going to have more mm-hmm. than a puncher's chance. The the other thing too, you know, you mentioned the kind of explosive plays defensively. That 2009 game, Drew, had four – Kentucky forced four turnovers. I don't think you have to force four, but like, if you need to drop Dion Walker back again to just go destroy somebody, like whatever you got to do to force a turnover, just just do that because they've been good about smashing that turnover button this year. Yeah, just go run that turnover play. You keep running. Maybe maybe one of the turnover plays that ends in six points that they've done a few times. Those have been good. Um, I think 
A fast start would also help. They've done that twice in SEC games so far. What were they had two touchdowns in six minutes at Vandy? Uh, went up two scores on Florida pretty quickly, whereas Georgia's been the exact opposite in their two SEC games. South Carolina was up at halftime, then they were down at Auburn. A little different circumstances for Kentucky going to Athens, but they have been answering the bell pretty early in games. This being a night win, different circumstances that they haven't seen yet, but still, I like Kentucky out of the gate. Could be an, also an advantage the way at least these two teams have played the last two weeks. I like that shirt, Drew. You weren't kidding when you said you were all in on bird dogs before – Way back before I they have, became like, a bird sponsor. Dog stuff they don't even make anymore. <laughs> and were you the one making the call? Like, hey, we need to get you all to sponsor some stuff. <laughs> no, I but I, when they did send us gear, I already owned every single thing they sent me, so I just <laughs> doubled up. Oh, doubled up. Um, I want to give a, a a chance to to just shout out some guys that maybe don't always get shout outs um, that I think deserve them. Uh, Brendan Bates. Knocked the absolute hell out of. I mean, that's I. I saw God when Bates came down there and crashed down on the line on the seventy-five yard touchdown. Um, another thing about the Florida series, like it, it felt like for years Kentucky was the team that would force a three and out and then get a special teams penalty, and then Florida would score a seventy-five yard touchdown, and th- that that's what Kentucky did on Saturday. Uh, another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So shout out to the tight end that's been there forever. Yeah. Two SEC games in a row, they've gotten off to extremely fast starts, defensively especially. I mean, yeah. they're just coming out and dominating uh, games early. I mean, that's important for this week because Georgia struggled in the first quarter to start games. So if Kentucky can continue that trend, there's a chance I think they could get a lead early in this game. And then that that would be one of the ways to go about if you're looking for an upset recipe. Uh, fast starts have been really good for this team, I think. Um, here lately, at least, especially in these SEC games, they are ju- they jumped out all over Vanderbilt and Florida in the first quarter. Really, kind of ended the game. What was it? Twenty one nothing Vanderbilt, sixteen nothing Florida. That's hell. Twenty three nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's thirty seven. You know, they are twenty. You're up twenty four nothing. You're up twenty three nothing in consecutive SEC games. That's yeah. that's getting it done right there. And if you can, if you start fa- start fast against a team that has started slow this season, that is that that's the path. I think potentially for Kentucky is to pull an upset on Saturdays, get something similar. Yeah, I did no. the math earlier. They've they've led by double digits in all but 15 minutes of 120 minutes of football in the SEC. And, well, and everybody, like, that's why I just – everybody just needs to, like, preseason this taught us something. There is a preseason call. Yeah. And th- yeah. And the thing about Georgia – they pointed it out on the broadcast. I don't know if you guys watched that. Is over fifty percent of their throws are on first down. Uh, so, to me, looking watching Georgia offensively, they're they're much more predictable than they were uh, with the coordinator that went to the Ravens. Uh, Munkin, yeah, yeah. I think they're more predictable, but they got dudes. That's the, and they got the one dude, Brock Bowers. So. It's, there's no secret. I mean, it's not. It doesn't. 
they're not going to X and O anybody to death. They're just going to out-athlete you, right? And to me, that that's that's somewhere where Kentucky can match up, not athlete for athlete, but it's it's closer than it ever has been with Kentucky and Georgia. And I see a lot about Leary's, you know, throws are inaccurate, but the drop passes. I can speak to that because I played on a team that had a high number of drops. Actually, uh, we were talking about it, you know, with the Rodney thing, like four or five interceptions that I threw hit my guys in the hands and then ended up being interceptions. As a quarterback, when that happens, when, when, when your, your teammates are going through that, that window, that target, the catch radius on a pass catcher decreases, right? When they're catching everything you're throwing, there's a large catch radius. You just throw it near somebody and they're going to grab it. That helps the quarterback's confidence so much because the windows, especially when you get into conference play, are so small, right? So you, you aim, you aim the football a little bit more. That's when you get some. That's when you get some balls that sell. That's when you get some errant throws. I'm not saying that's the cause. I'm not saying whatever, but it's kind of the chicken and the egg when you have that many drops and you're expecting the quarterback to keep putting it on the number. I mean, things like that happen. So I think it's an entire passing game situation from a snap to the throw to the catch that, that Kentucky's missing out on. So I, I don't really get into the throwing the blame around to the drops or the quarterback. It's, it's a complete system right now for me that needs to improve. I agree. Get out the wrench. Time to, to fix it. Um, it, is, it is fun, though, because even though there are some struggles there, uh, you got to commend Liam Cohen for just being like, oh, this run-the-ball play that we did the first two plays of the game with Ray Davis, and he just rattled off first downs. How about we just keep doing it and let Ray cook? Because he was, he was cooking with grease, cooking with gas, uh, whatever turn of phrase you want to use. He was doing both. He was shifting, sliding, moving left and right. Like he, It felt like he was moving at a different speed at times. That second carry where they ran the stretch to the right, and he gave the guy the little hesitation and then beat him to the edge to pick up the first down. That's when you were like, all right, this guy's feeling himself right now. He's going to crush it today, and he did. Uh, and Colin fed him. Those guys, they're, they're getting praise from all corners of the world of college football. Kirk Herbstreit, head Cohen, is one of his coaches of the week. Ray Davis was FCC Offensive Player of the Week, uh, or Co-Offensive Player of the Week. Some, somebody else, they, they, gave, they let them share their Jackson flowers. Dart, Ole Miss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, had four touchdowns. Ray Davis had four touchdowns. Right yeah. back. Come on. Uh, but like you're, you're seeing a lot of that. I, the one thing that is, uh, I don't think they're going to read their headlines too much this week, though. Like when you've got Georgia, I don't, I don't care how good or bad they are. Like you don't, Freddie. You know what I mean. Like I don't think anybody's getting too full of themselves this week because that Georgia tape will humble you in a heartbeat. Yeah, that that'll humble you real quick. And I will say this about Georgia, and I agree with Mark when he says that. Talented, yes, at every position. But that is a well-coached team, too. And Georgia, you know, we talked about the big difference between effort and want to with Vanderbilt to Florida. Georgia is that – and how they've won a couple of national championships, talent, yes. But they play hard, man, and they are extremely well-coached and disciplined at every position on the field. Um, did They're not going to set soft edges on Saturday like we saw. Florida right. Dude. Yeah. No. No. Not Michael yeah. Williams. Are you all going to set the edge Friday night? I mean, <laughs> is, Big, is Big Blue Nation going to going to make some noise down there? I know you are going, but 
How we we think it's going to be a good turnout? That poor puller when he hits me is going to be in for a world of hurt on Clayton Street. <laughs> tell you that right now. Late game, you'll get to sleep it off Saturday morning watching game day in the hotel. You, you can give her hell Friday night. We may have even had this conversation before, Drew, about <laughs> how the, how the time works out this this time. This uh, time. Yeah, yeah, that's a, ain't ain't no hobby, ain't no hobby. You might say Some, something like that. Yeah. It's a big uh, right the morning post on Friday <laughs> <laughs> sort of day. Um, the what, what was that bar? All good? All sport? All, all good. Yeah, all we saw good. Clay Travis there last time, I believe, Nick. He was Yeah, that's, that's like um, adults go here, not like just drunk college kids. So if you're an adult that doesn't, you know, they've got a hippie part of town too, which I find fascinating that Athens, small as a place it is, it has like a hippie section. They got like that brewery um, at the end. So there's like a there's like a hipster spot, there's like old people spots, and then there's like your shoes getting stuck to the floor because the two dollar hooch is spilling all over the place. So uh, Athens is just it's a hell of a place. It really is. I, I can't talk about Athens without the time I went for a basketball game, probably six years ago, and I'd never been. I was so excited, and I asked the bartender, I was like, "Where should I go? I mean, it's a Tuesday night. I don't have high expectations." But like, what are the spots I need to see? And he was like, at your age? I don't know, man. And I, I mean, I, that destroyed me. Just absolutely <laughs> destroyed me. It was like 9 p.m. on a Tuesday yeah. night. And he acted like I was too old to be out in Athens. I was getting ready to name some bands that started in Athens, but I don't want to see the comment oh, people cool. be mean to me. I, I'd love to hear some of them. They're mean I, to me if I talk about anything that happened prior to 2022. So I'm not doing it. But there were some great bands back in the day. B-52s, R.E.M. I don't know if y'all heard of them. R.E.M.'s an Athens band? Yeah. I didn't know that. I know Zach Brown. that young, Freddie. Yeah. Zach Brown's an Athens guy, too. He got his start there. Uh, Corey Smith is the Athens guy. Oh. Not a big not a big mainstream person, but... Oh, he was mainstream back in the mid-2000s, though. Doing the, He's still doing the college bar tour, which shout-out to him for just, like, oh. keeping that thing rolling, man. Still wishing he was 21. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah, I, we're gonna be wishing that we're chowing down on some Eckerd smoked sausage at the tailgate this Saturday. Great to throw on the grill. I'm a big fan of their brats uh, and their smoked sausage. Uh, I call it hobo stew, Freddie. You chop up potatoes, cabbage, carrots, a little bit of Eckerd smoked sausage. You put it in a Dutch oven, let that thing sit for a while. It's delicious. It's great. And Eckerd, they're great because they're helping out teachers. They are partnering with the $1 million challenge for teachers. It's with the Extra Yard for Teachers campaign and our friends at Kroger in the college football playoff. All you got to do is nominate your local teacher uh, by October 26th at Eckridge.com. Go to their promotions tab. You'll find it there. And one lucky teacher is going to have a chance to throw the ball through the hoop for a million bucks to their community at the Kentucky-Alabama game. Uh, even if you don't win it, they're gonna they're gonna throw some cash to your school's way. So sign up your favorite teacher today. I'm gonna sign my wife up after this. The Eckrich Extra Yard for Teachers, one million dollar challenge. Sign them up. Come out that Alabama game. I actually I can't imagine how embarrassed my wife would be if she had to be the one to do this. Like, cause like she she couldn't say no, but having like, it's not like she wouldn't. It's one of those, like, uh, I think she'd be fine once the lights went on, but if I came on here and talked about her being in front of everybody, she she would start blushing from downstairs. She could just feel it in the back of her head, like, don't you dare do that. Ah, 
Lucky, you gotta sign your wife up too. Congratulations to Adam Luckett, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, Thank number you two. Very much. That's great news, buddy. Incoming. Uh, have a fall on the Roush's lead going boy boy. But I think we're doing a little two under two. Uh, yeah, you got him a little bit closer than we did. Um, yeah. Got the man-to-man defense going on over here. <laughs> you know what? Are we you got all a... really going for 11 personnel? <laughs> we're, we're, we got a <laughs> four-man front right now. Yeah. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to – More I than a podcast. I, I hope they're not Deion Walker-sized because um, that, that's going to be expensive. I know Kroger's got great prices, but, man, that, uh, whew, that'd be tough. That'd be, that'd be tough feeding all of them. Um uh, but congr- yeah, congrats, Lockett. I know uh, it's fun time to move and then have kids. <laughs> yeah, just great timing over here. Season. Timing is everything in life, and we got perfect timing. Oh man, yeah, Shock is right. Dion just obliterated that guy covered, and the Keaton Way doesn't get enough credit too because he got yeah, that he's thing ball, started. Um, turns out that guy pretty good. Um, you know, four star prospect for a reason. Him and Alex Safari. Like, yeah. as much as we might want to be like, oh, man, the sophomores. No, the, the sophomores are still playing pretty well. Alex Safari, Keaton Wade, Dion Walker. There's some headbusters. That that class special. That was a special recruiting and, class. And Harrison's a redshirt sophomore. Yeah. And he's got – he led the team in tackles. He had 10 tackles at the quarterback position. Crazy. Harrison, love it. Also playing some, some good football as a sophomore. Right? Is he a sophomore? See you, Junior. Yeah, retro uh, sophomore. Same, same recruiting sure, class yeah, as Harrison. With Harrison. Yeah. I get my COVID classes mixed up. Man, um, one person who is a little bit over, though, our pal J.J. Weaver. Um, we're going to end the show today chatting with J.J. So, J.J., he was, he was in the Morgan & Morgan shoot. And J.J., the, the tongue twisters. Like, J.J.'s one of those, like, he just is not – like, he doesn't use any flowery language. He's, like, straight to the point. Um, so like when they asked him after the Florida game, like, yeah, so what's it like to finally beat a good team? He's like, they're a good team. Actually, no, they're not a good team. Like <laughs> we, we knew pretty quick that we, that we got them and, um, Miami fans, Florida state fans, they really ate it up. Um, JJ, I don't know what it is, Freddie, but like when he plays Florida, man, he just turns it on. Yeah, he does. I mean, Adam called that last week. That this was his type of game. And I felt like that, too, against Florida setting the edge and, and playing against the run. And I expected De- uh, Derek Jackson to play well. He did. And, yeah, they, those, that Kentucky defense. I mean, you know, I had so many people that I respect in the game of football talking about how disciplined that Kentucky defense is. You know, when you're supposed to set the edge, they were setting the edge. When you're supposed to have cloud cover, run support, it was immediate with the safety coming off the hash. I mean, it was it was a defensive uh, a gym by Brad White, but we're come to expect that. So, uh, going to need that Saturday. I will have to say this before I get off here, Nick. Okay. I apologize to McLean County people because that's the Kroger KSR game of the week on Thursday night down near Drew's. Thursday. Yeah, it's a rare Thursday. Two five and two teams playing West, Webster County. Winner get home field advantage. I was so excited about writing the announcement post that I misspelled uh, McLean County. So that's on me. I apologize. Tyler caught it. Turn Drew are catching way too many errors for me as far as editing, and I appreciate that. But it was on me. We got it corrected. I'm very sorry about that because I meant no disrespect. 
Well, there's Freddie, just... let me let me tell you how you fix uh, anything with McLean County. Yeah, you go to the Dairy Freeze. That's what I've heard. To it's in, third it's in it's in Island, Kentucky. Okay, that's not you've probably never it, heard of Island, it, Kentucky. It's is it an Dairy... actual island? It is not. It's it's like population eight people, but it's one of the old school burger places. Get you a little ice cream. You got to go there while you're in McLean County. What? what? Also, drive the speed limit because I got a ticket in McLean County. Okay. And it was expensive, so I don't recommend that. What What do I order when I get to the Tasty Freeze? Dairy Freeze. Dairy Freeze. Uh, what, what do I order? Definitely, definitely a burger. It's one of those. Flat, yo, cook it its own grease burger. Oh, good, yes. Yeah, one of those. Oh, real yes. thin. Got some uh, little old Sacramento battlefields, all kinds of things to do in McLean. Oh. I'm excited. I've never been to that part of Kentucky. That's one of the few counties I've never been to. So I'm excited just, about getting just, They told me they're going to feed me well. They had, I wrote it, cotton candy salmon. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, no. That sounds, sounds good. tasty, though. Yeah, they said don't eat before I get there because they're going to feed me really good and there's cowbells i said i'm the only uh ksr person that would appreciate the cowbells because they said it's a lot like starkville so i'm excited to get down there and and, and be around those people uh from mclean county they seem really nice you know how we chose that game adam how's that they asked every week for about 725 weeks in a row, if we become a McLean County. <laughs> That's yeah. great. And I couldn't say, I mean, I saw a Thursday game, a rivalry. We'd never been there. Let's go with Kroger and we're, going, we're heading that way. So I apologize again. I take a lot of pride in not doing things like that because I feel that's disrespectful. So please accept my apology. You just, and I'm you, sorry for driving 20 over on your roads, McLean County. <laughs> You just know that they're so fresh and so McLean clean that you that you got it mixed up. It happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, that kills me. So, but while we're thinking of AT aliens, is you mentioned some music performers coming from Athens? Yeah. What What is the best best music to come from the state of Georgia? I know we're proud of our bluegrass, but like, there's a lot. Atlanta's a music town now too. No, I, Young Jeezy. Yeah, right. That's the one. I, I think I think Outcast though. I mean, Outcast going, is great. Are you gonna go Charlie Daniels? Or? I'm going TLC. Outside sauce. TLC. Talk about here. Oh, TLC too. I mean, like if T- we just oh, my, uh, yeah, stay still because I mean I loved every one of those singers and I've loved watching them perform and I was I'm still a big fan. Yeah, I love TLC. Pocket full of celery. Imagine what she's telling me. <laughs> <laughs> I even try to do that dance, you know, when it, on the video creep. You know, when I creep. I try to do that. And I just can okay. never get that one little slide back. <laughs> but every time it comes on, I jump in front oh, of yeah. the TV and I kind of get a slide. And it's just I can't hit it. But uh, well, Drew taught me how to download music on my Apple thing that I pay eleven dollars a month on to get free music. I'm sure that's outdated, but. TLC dominates my uh, my drive time uh, music selection. We, we can't forget uh, Lil John and both East Side Boys. Don't want to forget. Them. Oh no, not they? especially the East Side Boys, uh, because that we know they contributed so much to their success. Um, oh, Nuckin' and Buckin', they nucked and bucked, right? Isn't that a Atlanta? Crime oh, Crime Mob, very Atlanta. Yeah, there we Little go. Ti. Atlanta, oh. that's my wheelhouse. I could do a podcast just on Atlanta rap music. Oh man, the uh, 
uh, ATL came out. Like, I, I, that was my first purchase. Like, was it when you were seventeen you could get explicit CDs? Is that was that the age? I think that was right with the parental advisory sticker on it. Uh, the the TI to specifically date myself. I was the. Uh, oh gosh, but it was Bankhead. you could have you whatever go. you like. Like that that was the CD that I bought when I was like it came out the day I turned seventeen. I was like. I got to do it. It's like buying a pack of cigarettes when you turn 18, you know? It's just like, I mean, I don't even want to smoke them, but I've got to get it. I got that TICD, and it was it was in my little uh, five-disc changer that you had to pop in the trunk, right? Like, that to that, that was how you change CDs. It was out of your trunk. Um, real real high-quality high uh, technology there. Let's not forget another one that's kind of controversial this week. Waka Flocka, who does not claim us. Uh, when we play Georgia, you know, our, our hype mm. music, we, we're not even allowed to really get behind it because he said at, uh, what was it, SEC Nation two years ago that we're like a cousin or whatever he said uh, in their, their, their family. Get the Flocka <laughs> out of here. Come on. There's an old rap song that's, that goes, In Atlanta. Have you ever heard that one? In Atlanta. In, in Atlanta. You never heard that? <laughs> It says that like 25 times. I Is love that it. Young Jock? I think I, that's Young Jock. Alfred I've Ross. Heard, I think he, I've heard that. Alfred Ross sang that like all day, every day when we played Georgia because he was from Pitts, Georgia. And, and I just, I don't know. Certain I like the Jermaine uh, Dupree. Uh, that, that feels like one every time you pull up, you just. But they plays play and they ride on things like every day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Well, I, I guess I know I what we're listening to on the way down. It's not Atlanta. I still don't know if we're allowed to go to St. Louis without permission from the lunatics because of that song. Like, I usually drive around <laughs> it because I haven't got permission yet. I just – that song convinced me. Oh, man, this has been a fun could've, little detour. Towards good the trap music show. talk. Oh, man, great trap music talk. Uh, we didn't even mention the fun Georgia Hillbilly music that's out there. But there's plenty of it. There's plenty of good stuff. Uh, but we're going to wrap this show today with plenty of good stuff. From J.J. Weaver. He's one of the Big Blue Nation's best. You're one of the best. We're going to have more coming to the KSR YouTube channel later this week. But don't go anywhere. Here's J.J. Weaver. Did you know Morgan & Morgan is America's largest injury law firm? Morgan & Morgan even covers you if you get hurt in Sandwich, Illinois, or why not North Carolina? It's easy. Just dial Pound Law or go to ForThePeople.com to get started. Nick Rash with J.J. Weaver, who is just starring in front of the cameras for Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan. Uh, are, is your tongue tied completely from all Man, that? Man, I had so much stuttering and trying to get the words out fluidly, but I had great fun. It's great. harder than it looks being in a commercial. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> I know, really. I couldn't do it. These lights, they're very bright, but you're good underneath mm. the bright lights on Kroger Field. The one thing I want to mention before we talk football mm. is... The nil stuff, we think about these ads, but you use nil for much more than just, like, cashing a check, right? Yeah. The, how, how have you been able to kind of reach out and help people in the community with your nil efforts? Man, um, you know, I just did a bike drive. Just basically, like, the stuff I did have as a kid, I want to give back to the community in my hometown. So I did a bike drive. I did a football camp. Then I did, like, back-to-school drive, you know, just to show my love and support for the community. Well, and it's cool because... I was driving by that day. It's like not far from my house. And yeah. I see, like, you know, we have South Louisville Community Ministries. There's like a lot of places that do stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And to see, like, you're the guy doing it. It's not some <laughs> nonprofit. Like, that's awesome. That's incredible. I appreciate it. And I know those kids, too. I mean, they were smiling ear to yeah, ear. most definitely. And that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Um, I, I'm also, I like watching when you get down in a stance and you mm -hmm. rush the passer. All right. 
do we do we have a favorite move? Do you have a go-to? I know we don't want to spill the yeah. beans, but you got a favorite? Uh, my stab long arm. So basically, just here, using here, here, show me. Yeah. So basically, using this and then doing that. Oh, so, so it's like a stab one, two, club. and then yeah, and then I'm on my face. Then. Yes, sir. Now, are you? Do you have a side of the field you prefer? Do you, um, two point six, three point six. I'll say, I'll say like, to be honest, I'll play whatever side, okay. but more stronger on my on my left side. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just got a stronger punch. Yeah, punch on my right hand. All yeah. right. Is uh, when you're on him next to Dion, are mm -hmm. you like, guys, go get him. Let me get a one on one, please. It's gonna be hard because me and him, the great players, and get a slide every time. That's what's been happening lately. That's why I haven't been getting no sacks. So Dion haven't been getting no sacks because the whole line slide to us. <laughs> like, they probably forget about the other two that slide to me and Dion. This is like five on two. <laughs> Man, literally five <laughs> on two. <laughs> what when you're sitting there with Brad White in a meeting room? He's a smart guy. What's mm -hmm. it like just trying to, like when the light bulbs go yeah. off? He's like more than like a father to me, but um, great guy. You know, when the lights go off, he's focused and. He's always been focused and like a father figure to everybody on campus or even in the staff, you know. But he's ready, he's excited, and he loved the game of football. You can see it in his face. He loved talking about football, and that's what I love about him. <laughs> he really does. It's like when you, I know we say kid in the candy store a lot, mm -hmm. but he does just get like the like, <laughs> that excited. dad look. Yeah, for sure. He's just so excited when you just talk about football to him. So what's your... What's, what's game day for J.J. Weaver like? Game day for me. Let's say it's um, a night game. Let's yeah. say it's a night game. So you got to wait a long day. What, yeah. what, what, what are you doing to kind of get ready but yeah. not get too hyped before mm -hmm. the kickoff happens? I got to eat some uh, Texas Roll House. Oh, well, yeah. TXRH. Texas Royal House for uh, every game. We, uh, uh, big sirloin, or how does it work? No, I like the the steak kebabs. Oh, okay. Yeah, with extra rice or broccoli. Oh, That's, healthy. Not yeah. like just like a bunch of rolls. Yeah, not a bunch of rolls. I'll probably get like two rolls. Okay. Yeah, but I don't be trying to be too heavy. But Texas yeah. Royal House, um, take a good nap, um, get up, take a good shower, eat Skittles. I Skittles. eat Skittles. Yeah, I had Regular to eat Skittles. Pack? Sour Patch. Oh, Sour Patch okay, okay. Yeah, the green ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think I like the purple. I think that's my favorite. Yeah, bag. I love those. That one's too. pretty good, too. Mm -hmm. So now, are you uh, headphones on during warm ups? Are you out there early with everybody? Or do you just wait till. Nah, I like getting in a cold tub, hot tub. Uh, yeah, I get uh, IV. So, like, IV is basically like keep fluids in my body. I mm -hmm. crimp a lot. And then get treatment. I'll be in the treatment room, getting treatment before the game. But now, usually I'll go outside, talk to the fans, but I have it lately. Yeah, I'm, I, I know it's got to be pretty cool too when you show up to the catwalk and you just yeah. see all those people there. How much fun is it to, to rep the home state? So much fun. You know, the whole, as soon as I walk out, the whole fan saying, JJ, JJ. <laughs> and then my mom got everybody saying, Weaver. Because all you hear my mom, you can hear her like when I make a play, you can hear her saying, Weaver. <laughs> then the whole crowd, the whole stadium do that now. And that's crazy. That's great. 60,000 people, you yeah. still hear your mom. Hey, that's just some other talk. Mm hmm. This is some other stuff. Well, JJ, we appreciate it. Best of yes, luck sir. this year, man. Thank you so much. Oh, that was a good pop, too. <laughs>